Welcome to Games Talk Live, episode 33, I believe. Yeah, I think it's 33. Man, I've been here for, uh, you know, doing these for 33 episodes now. And today, I just wanted to say real quick, the reason why you see me on full screen is that Pong canceled on me. He just canceled. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't cancel. Uh, no, I just wanted to say that I'm learning a new program here, so things might be kind of wonky today, or I might, you know, old dog, new tricks kind of thing here. So I'm just trying to get uh, used to all this, and I just wanted to say thank you for everybody watching live and everybody watching uh, or listening after the fact on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. I see a lot of awesome people in the chat. Thank you for being here live. Hargeet, I see you. Uh, Pong is in the chat as well. Splendiferous, Tony, uh, Stu, uh, Retro Nerd, thank you all for being here. Corbin Dallas, thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, so if you will bear with me, hopefully this show will go off without too many uh, hitches here. So let's start the show. And with me, I have Mr. Pong Soul himself. Pong, how are you doing, buddy? Fonz, it is great to be here, sir. What an honor, not only to be invited on your show, but also to be your guinea pig today with some new technology. Oh, yeah. I, I, man, I love it. Hook me up to those electrodes, baby. Let's go. Uh, look, this is fantastic, Fonz. It is absolutely a privilege uh, to be invited on your show. You are somebody that I've looked up to in this community uh. since I jumped in. No, legit. Uh, found RDX, one of the first shows I found, man. And I, you know, everybody over there is absolutely off the charts. Great. Uh, but I really gravitated towards you. Uh, maybe it's because, really? you know, hmm. we're of the same age, but I love your honesty. Uh, and you, you know, you stand your ground on your opinions. Uh, and that's what I try always, to do. Always, always. You have to. Exactly. Yeah, you do, but not everybody does. Right. So yeah. not everybody does. And so appreciate that about you, uh, brother. So it is awesome to be here on a Sunday. So let's well, get down to business, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead. You know what? Uh, you know, Pong, I, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to get your gaming history, your origin story, if you will. Go back to when you were <laughs> little baby Pong. And uh, what did you start off with, by the way? Was it was it Pong? It was Pong, sir. Uh, hence the name. So some of my earliest memories uh, are playing with my grandpa and uh, really? my dad. Yeah, nice. I'm the original Pong. 12, uh, 11, 12, 13 inch black and white TV in my grandpa's bedroom uh, playing playing with the paddles, man. So yeah, that was uh, that was my that's my earliest video game history, which is basically the beginning. So yeah, I have been here from the start. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same. same. Oh, for me, it was Atari 2600. Yep. Uh, I'm sure you had one of those as well. Yep. That was next. <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. For, uh, yeah. So now exactly what was, I wanted to ask you what your favorite console was though, of all time. Easy one for me. It's Dreamcast. Um, I know yes. that's the popular one. Yeah, see, yes. That's why we yes. see eye to eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, that is, a, I mean, it's a, it's a common answer nowadays. If you, if you do listen to a lot of people answer that question, but Dreamcast just, I don't know if it's the time uh, that I was in, I was at a bachelor pad, pad, you know, I was in my early twenties. Um, and it was just one of those fantastic moments in time. And the Dreamcast just represented so much of what was great about the gaming industry and obviously being a sega fan um from an early age i outgrew kind of nintendo and again i respect nintendo and their place in history and i started same, obviously on same. nes as well you know back in the day but sega just took over and sega was everything but the right? dreamcast was so advanced and yeah, the, yeah. the diversity of games that were coming out and then to be on like dial up on nba 2k or nfl 2k and playing somebody in new york from a midwest yep. kid right from a minnesota kid that was just mind-boggling right at the time it was just you're blown it was the worst it was the laggiest thing you've ever played but it was the most fun you ever had too so dreamcast for me to this day still stands on top for sure yeah isn't it funny how it seemed like you know at, at the time anyway as a kid you looked at like the Super Nintendo and then the Genesis yep. came out. It seemed like the Genesis, like Sega was kind of taken over. Like it yep. seemed that way. And, it, and I think it was just because of the more, they started to get like the more mature games, started having blood in the games where Nintendo <laughs> just, they, they, they would not do it. Like they, they put yeah. some sort of green blood in there. And yeah, it was it awful. Was just, yeah, it was really awful. <laughs> um, 
Ultra Watts here. Thank you for the super chat here. He says, Fonz, did you know that Sony bought Halo? <laughs> did they? I yes. did not hear this. They bought Halo? They did. Nobody they own Halo Fonz. Oh, oh, man. You man. haven't been on Twitter enough, man. There's a whole group of people who believe it. No so. wonder I got this super chat from Hargeet. Uh, thank you very much, Hargeet. He says, hashtag Sony is a monopoly. Hashtag uh, put Elden Ring on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's the only way I would play Elden Ring. Because I swore off all from software games, by the way. I, I just, um, I, I, yeah. after Sekiro kicked my butt, I'm done. I'm done. Elden Ring Elden Ring's going to be my final shot at a From Software game. I played Demon Souls on PS3 and found out early on that I didn't I, I love everything about those games. I will watch people. I've watched people on YouTube play through the Souls games. I enjoy the aesthetic. I enjoy the worlds that they build. Everything about it is great. But man, I for me like you Fonz, I think it's just I'm not going to put myself through that frustration of getting good on Souls games. It's just one of those things I just don't want to do. But Elden Ring, I'm going to try one last time. My brother from another Steel Rain, since it's a multiplayer, I, he's going to put me in his backpack and, and carry me around a little bit and see if I can uh, get into it. But yeah, I, I, I don't do fun software either. I, I, I hear you, man. I, I want to have a good time when I play my games. Not, not have to try to fight this same boss 38 times. And I counted 38 yeah. times. And I, 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 I was just done. Before I broke my controller, I set it down. <laughs> well, I uninstalled the game, and then I set it down. Sure. Yeah. Right. Very uh, good idea. <laughs> Boba Fett Gaming says, uh, thank, thank you very much, Boba Fett. Uh, he says, uh, calling out Hargeet Shani f for smashing that Sudoku on Xbox so hard yesterday. <laughs> I, look, inside joke here. I don't okay. know. I guess it's okay. between them. but uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Sudoku on, on Xbox. That's kind of odd. That's something my wife would play. Right? She exactly. loves Sudoku, you know? Yeah, but, they should. I think it was a big miss for them not to get Wordle. I don't know how they I'll, lost you know out of the negotiations. I actually would Times. play Wordle. I would it actually would be play kind that. of fun. Yeah, with, was, with friends. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my good buddy, Ramon Terrell. Thank you very much, Ramon. He says, off early today so I can listen live finally. Let's rock. Let's do so, buddy. Um, So... Uh, let's go back to you a bit. Now you're on like a hundred podcasts, all right? Uh, Give or take a couple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know, this guy does so many podcasts out there. It just it'll make your head spin. I I, I don't know how you keep up. I don't know how you do all these podcasts. But tell everybody, like, how'd you get yeah. started in podcasting? Because you don't have a channel. You don't create content. How did this start for you? Look, I, crazy. I, I again, I jumped in. Uh, look, I was in a whole different kind of Twitter community. I had a whole different Twitter life at one point, and I found myself really, you know, with the way things are going in a lot of different directions of society, I found myself getting really negative. And I, I'm a big energy guy, so I finally made the decision. I'm like, I'm out. So yeah. at the time, that was right before. Well, it wasn't right before, but a year before the new consoles were coming out. And I hadn't really known that about this community. Like I had followed certain people, uh, shout out to uh, Neo. Uh, I had been following him for a while just because I loved his content. Um, Great guy. But otherwise, yeah, awesome dude. Um, but I, I just really didn't know that there was this giant video game community, but I was looking for information on new consoles. Of course I was you know, going all your usual places, but I really wanted some real talk. And so I jumped into this community and I found, like I said to you know, like I said in my opening, I found you know like RDX, and I found like Iron Lords, and I found like you know Weebly Green. I found all these yeah. different places and all these different great people that had the passion that I did. Well, I just started out because the pandemic, my job was slow. I'm in the financial district, so therefore it is got extremely slow. People didn't have money. So when people don't have money, things slow down. So I had all this time at work. And so I started listening to podcasts and jumping into chat nonstop. One thing led to another in December of 2019, 2020, 2020, I think it was, whatever it was now, geez, time flies. Um, I got an invite because I had been in everybody's chat. Everybody kind of got to know me just through the chat. And then Retro Renegades, Graphic uh, God, Jay, uh, reached out to me and asked me to be okay. on Retro Renegades. I, you know, again, they're, they don't even call themselves a podcast. They're just a bunch of dudes sitting around talking about video games and, 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 and shooting. Which right? so that's is it. what we all right? are. Just a yeah, bunch of yeah, guys. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, right? Yeah. But Jay really wants to stay away from that, that definition. So he invited me on and I kind of went back and forth because I was like, oh man, do I really want to go on? Like, 
I really don't, what do I got to say, you know? And so I, I, I did it and I had a blast and everybody complimented me and stuff. And I was like, well, that's cool. I said, this was a fun thing. And then slowly but surely from there, I got invited on like Flamish's little show on Sunday. Uh, another great dude in the community, just super nice guy and had a great time with him. And then next thing I knew, um, I got uh, somebody, it was uh, 3-Bit. 3-Bit had seen PTK Blam had kind of put out there that uh, he was looking for guests on the show. I had started doing, I guested like with Mav on Xbox Ultimate, whatever else, and had been ch chatting with him and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, somebody asked if I should go on PTK Blam's and PTK Blam hit me up. Uh, he didn't know me from Adam. And so I went on his show uh, and had an absolute amazing time. And he hit me up right after the show and said, look, my wife was listening to the show and she had the same feelings I did. She's like, you'd just be great on here. He's like, would you ever think about joining a full-time panel? I was blown away. From there, I joined. <laughs> And then it just started, right? I got on Xbox Ultimate. Mav hit me up. He was all disappointed because he thought I could only do one show. He's like, hey, do you want to do Xbox Ultimate? I know you just joined the shop. And I'm like, yeah, no, let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. Friday nights, I can do that. And then next thing was Boomstick and and Boom. And and I guessed it on him a on his shows a couple times. And he hit me up and said, hey, will you want to join Xbox Factor Podcast? I'm like, yeah, I can work around my schedule. I can do Tuesdays. So, yeah. Hey man, it's just growing from there. Every single thing has been an invite. Like I said, I just had no plans of doing this and here I am. So it's because you're a you. good guy and, and you, and you know a lot about gaming. You, you do have a wealth of knowledge of gaming because I mean, we started out when it yeah. began really. So yes. of course they want you on the show. Um, <laughs> pragmatic, pragmatic Eagle says, uh, thank you very much. Pragmatic. Uh, he says, we got common sense, positivity and high energy. This is going to be great. Sup fellas. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. And of course, Brigadier's blue, uh, says Fonz and Pong who could ask for a better combo. Looking forward to catching the video on demand afterwards. Don't forget to smash the like button everyone yeah don't forget to hit the like button people i have a big problem pong with i don't really ask that too much from from yeah. people but um it, it's just because i don't expect anything and i just want to have a good time and talk to people and stuff so i i really appreciate it when people do like what i put out there and stuff it did it, it of course it feels good uh of so course. i appreciate you guys um pong um yep. you know speaking about games and stuff in your 152 podcasts you do about games. I've got a little game for you that I'd like to play now. Uh, uh, here we how go. about we go ahead and play this? <laughs> Five questions. All right, Pong. Five questions, four trivia, and one subjective question. All right. Uh, are you ready for this? Uh, let's go. Uh, you, you, hey, wait, first chat. Are you all ready for some embarrassing moments here? Look, this it is won't me. be that bad. I freeze up. Uh, nope. I it won't be that up. bad. This could be the first I do too. 0 for 5. This could be the first 0 for 5. Let's go. <sighs> we were just chatting about this before in the green room, and we were talking about this before the show and saying that we both freeze up on chats. Uh, I did the same thing with Ham's, uh, Ham Solo's podcast. Uh, yep. you, you did as well. I mean, yep. asking like who, who makes acclaimed games or, or midway. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. He asked me EA and I froze. All right. So it, right. It, it's ridiculous. All right. So let's go ahead and get started here. All right. First question. What famous character can be found etched inside of an Xbox One S? What famous character can be found etched, etched inside of a One S? Yes. A One S. Easy. I'll say Master Chief. Correct. See, you got one. It gets harder from there. Yeah, I'm sure it does. All right. Name the protagonist in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh, God. Name the protagonist in San Andreas. San Andreas. What is his name? What is his name? No cheating. No cheating. I'm not cheating. I can't cheat. I can't cheat because this is on me. Um... Nope, don't have it. Plead the fifth. C.J. Johnson. C.J. C.J. Yeah. It's okay. Of course, of course. It gets harder. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this should be you. I don't know. Depending on how much of a fan or not a fan you are, it will uh, tell us uh, if you know this or not. Um, who is the antagonist 
antagonist in Far Cry 3. Oh, Vaz. Correct. Alright, see, you got it. Yeah, All I right. did. That one came. <laughs> Pong. Can you yes. name me one of the characters from Streets of Rage 2? Any one of the four characters, the playable characters. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Um, Streets of Rage 2. Oh god, what's her oh what's her name? Um <sighs> Streets of Rage 2, it was uh it's not Rouge. Um just just one name. I know, just one name, right? Think of Max. all the characters. I have no idea. I have no idea. I can't. Man. Max? I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Really? There's, really? There's a Max Thunder. Yes. Oh, you could have named Axel Stone, Max Thunder, yep. Blaze Fielding, Eddie Skate Blaze. Hunter. Is the Blaze. I could not remember her name. That's what I had on my mind was Blaze. Okay. See? All right. Well, I got Max. You didn't do yeah, so right? bad. You didn't do so bad at all. All right. <laughs> you did better than Asa from Game on Daily. That is true. I did watch a- I did watch that one live, and that was pretty funny because Asa was stressed out. I love seeing Asa stressed out. It's so funny. <sighs> He's so laid back. I, You know what? I didn't even know it, but I asked him questions about a game he never even played, and I didn't know he didn't play it. So Right, right. You know, no, that, that, that will happen, though. That happens. It does. It does. All right, so your last question is favorite gaming experience of all time, sir. Favorite gaming experience of all time. Look at this uh, dealer coming through. You want to hit that one real quick? Well, first, uh, Kevin S. Uh, got a, gave me a $5 super chat, man. I, I appreciate it. Didn't want to say anything at all. If you want to say something, let me know in the chat, and I'll post it, and we'll talk. Uh, dealer gaming. Uh, what dealer? Come on. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on dealer. now, dealers. Crazy. Stop. Fonz, you're a great friend. Keep up the good work, brother. Shout out to Pong as well. No, shout out to you, brother. Dealer is one of my very, very uh, best friends out there, man. Seriously, that guy is just, he's an amazing guy. I don't care what anybody says. Dealer is uh, awesome, man. He's freaking, yeah. I'm blown away by that. Uh, He is. Seriously, that's that's insane. Um, Dealer, show up online so we can play sometime. That's an inside joke between him and I. I'm always offline, so course dealer with the cult voice in the chat dealer i had to do it had to love do it. it love it man love um it. so yeah so pong uh yeah favorite. that that just threw me off completely favorite gaming moments Ex- yeah favorite gaming, favorite gaming experience. experience yeah it could it could be a game or it could be a moment you know that you yeah. played a game and felt a certain way yeah, Let me know. Actually, I'm going to go, like I told you, I'm a very high, I'm an energy guy. And so a lot of it is wrapped up in memories. So the two for me is obviously some of my earliest memories with Pong, with my grandpa. My grandpa passed away when I was very young, when I was about seven or eight. So I have very little memories of that man, but some, oh, a, wow. a, a big portion of them have to do with, you know, being at his house. And of course, a big part of that was on the weekends when I, when I went and visited my dad, he'd bring me over there, was playing, sitting down and playing Pong with him. Right. So that's one of them. Um, And then that's combined with raising my own son. Right. Uh, And seeing him for the first time go through the process of learning how to pick up a controller um, and learning how to play video games um, and really succeeding at things. I had a controller in his hand from, we tried the leapfrog thing. I don't know if you remember yeah. leapfrog for kids and all those kind of learnings. He didn't want anything to do with that, right? He sat and watched me play 360, right? So I put a controller in his hand when he was very young and taught him how to play games and, and like Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle Earth. That, that kid learned how to play that when he was like five or six. And I taught him how to do that. And just watching that process and then him running up to me when I get home from work and say, dad, dad, come look what I did. Come look what I did. You can't replace those, man. Those go no. to the grave with you. And no. uh, so that, that for me um, is what I'd have to say, uh, you know, my best moments uh, experiences, video gaming for sure. Love it. Love it. Love it. See, I have the power as a host to deny a answer, even for a subjective question. But I have seen you do that. <laughs> I accept that one. I accept Thank you, it. Sir. That's Appreciate that's it. amazing. No, I I, I I totally get it. Understand. Um, let's go ahead and get into some topics here. Actually, first, let me read this. Kevin S. did have something to say. Uh, he says, uh, "Hello, hello, guys. Thoughts on GTA Six? Return to Vice City? Whole state of Florida? Question." 
I want uh, I want to see a return eating at restaurants, and they should uh, add the detail of adding a drive-through with cars lining up. Hmm. What do you think about that? We're gonna I get like into it. we're gonna get into this talk about Grand Theft Auto Six. We'll give you more on this a little bit later, but uh, I definitely like the fact that you know you're talking about wanting more details and stuff. I definitely want that too, and you know it being Rockstar, they're just like the king of details in open worlds. Uh, I, I would definitely want to see more from them. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be definitely talking about this topic in a little bit. Um, I appreciate the uh, super chat. Thank you. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get into some. Now, we're going to talk about this. Bungie. Uh, no, actually, no, we're going to get into this right now with Rockstar. Okay. Rockstar. Okay. Yeah. Rockstar, uh, they confirmed it. They confirmed that they are making GTA 6, and this is a post on Twitter that they had made. Um, so as you can read here, it says many of you have been asking about the new entry in the Grand Theft, uh, Grand Theft Auto series with every new project. Our goal is always to significantly, uh, significantly move beyond what we've previously delivered. We're pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the series is underway as if we didn't know, right? Uh, we look First forward to secret. <laughs> exactly. We look forward yeah. to sharing more as soon as we are ready. So please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newswire for official details. On behalf of our entire team, we thank you for all your support and cannot wait to step into the future with you. Obviously, obviously, they're talking about the future. Uh, they're, uh, they're talking about the future of, you know, with these new consoles and everything. Hopefully, Hopefully they have some updated controls and mechanics because that is one of the things, Pong, that I think yes. is kind of holding back their games. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree. Um, yeah. I think that they've uh, been able to kind of skate by for a long time, uh, obviously. I mean, again, five has, you know, five's been out for how long with every single generation now for three generations, right? So. Yeah. At what point do you look and I know they've done some some updating and they obviously it's gotten better here and there, but when you're just printing money like that, Fonz, mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything, right? You just feel like you don't have to do anything. Should they? Of course. We should have a six a long time ago. But they just don't feel like they have to at that point because it's making the investors money. And unfortunately, yeah. with take two, that's all that matters right now. They're they're a business. You know, through and through. We've seen this with many a publisher, right? They publishers that back in the day used to put out a lot of great things, a lot of diverse types of games, would try new things, would take risks, and then they become big business. And once they become big business, they don't want to take those risks anymore. And they don't want to try new things. And they want to just use what they've got that's working and just keep running it into the well, ground over and over again. So Well, they do they do want to try new things like NFTs. Take yeah, two, yeah. Take oh, two CEO sure. is, is oh, big yeah. on, on trying to use the NFTs and says the blockchain is really good. And, yep. you know, I, look, um, I've talked about NFTs on this show before, but um, I, I could see them trying to implement something into Grand Theft Auto 6 because it's such a huge mm -hmm. franchise. Um, I, I think that they feel like they could probably sneak it past in that game because, hey, who's not going to want to play it, right? Right. It's Grand Theft Auto 6. Correct. And you know what? I, I, I feel like that's how they're going to try to, you know, get people involved in the NFTs and, and try to get people, you know, on board with it through something big like that. And um, as for the game, though, the, the game itself, like uh, Kevin S. was saying earlier, uh, yeah, I'd like to see more detail in the world. But for me, it's all about the controls. It's all about how the game feels. And I think that it, how Grand Theft Auto uh, even five and even uh, Red Dead Redemption two, it still feels dated. They still mm -hmm. have the same clunky mechanics, and you know I still enjoyed those games. Don't get me wrong; I love playing their games. Their detailed world is amazing, but in the end, like you've got to do something about those controls. Because I, I mean, Grand Theft Auto five, the, the shooting controls and everything, it's it's not intuitive. It's not. Um, it's kind of just like a lock on thing and you want more from, from a game. Like I, nowadays you look at a game, you know, games that we're playing now, they've, they've evolved, you know, a lot of franchises have evolved, but 
those that franchise Grand Theft Auto, I don't think has evolved very much since you know the the, the third game. You know, it seems Correct. very much the same. Yeah, again, they haven't had to right the the fans have yeah. flocked to it no matter what and that's the problem now they're saying the right thing in that announcement fonz they you know mm-hmm. they, they, they talk about how they want each iteration of grand theft auto to be a leap forward so yeah. they're saying that that that's the re- look we know the reason why grand grand theft auto online is just just printing money again that that's the basis of all this but they are saying the right thing so hopefully they'll hold themselves to that standard but the big question too is you know They've lost some key figures at Rockstar. Are they the same Rockstar? Ever since Dan left, Dan Hauser left, one of the original founders, yeah. he was the main writer, right? So he was the one coming up with these fantastic stories that suck people in, you know, when you've jumped into a Grand Theft Auto. Now, does it yeah. matter as much anymore that they have Grand Theft Auto online? Well, we're going to find out because obviously they're going to do something with Grand Theft Auto online. Maybe the entire game will be online at this point, right? Maybe it'll just be... You can do do missions, but you're always going to be online. Who knows what they're going to do? And and to your point about NFTs, Fonz, I got to shout out Fuzzy Belvedere who jumped into the chat. Fuzzy's been on this for a long time here. uh, And uh, he's been talking about this. He's talked about this on FSP over on Fun Speculations channel last night. Is that he does believe that that Take-Two will be the one because that fan base of Grand Theft Auto will be the one of the few places that you could implement something like that. And even though it's being trashed and it's being tore down and people are all over it and hating on it, they will accept it more than most fan bases, right? Just like Nintendo. They will take that and they will still play the game and they will accept it. And he's talking about his ideas that they're going to, you're going to be able to own virtual property within Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. And it's going to be an NFT. So you'll be able to buy a house. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, and right. I could totally see that because people are going to eat it up at that point. It's Grand yep. Theft Auto Six. Correct. Yeah, that's that's sad. Uh, yep, I, I can totally see that happening. Man, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. But you're right because Grand Theft Auto Five. I I knew a lot of people that would build upon their their cars and their their houses Correct. and everything, and and just yep. man, there's and, such and an and online whole- community for that have a whole virtual market and all that kind of stuff and people jumping in there and making mm. real world money off of it. I mean, yeah, it's That's definitely nice. a possibility. Um, you know, NFTs in general, I'm a wait and see type of person. I don't like to trash something right away just to trash it. Um, there could be some good that comes out of it, but yes, at the end of the day, everybody is correct. Certain companies could be very nefarious with those NFTs, and that's when we run into problems, and that's when we really got to speak up. Could but, you uh, imagine? Grand- could you imagine, like, a- a- accumulating a-, a lot of cars, or maybe yeah. even a cer- certain car, maybe it's rare, and you yeah. buy that for real money, and right. go and-, and and then selling that for real money as well, like. Correct. Correct. That that is that that is what a lot of people are going to be looking at here, and. I don't know. I don't like the thought of that in my games. I just don't. It's not in video games. Like it just seems slimy I, to me. It is. It it is slimy because they're going to take a cut of each transaction, right? That's how they make their money. That's why these companies are interested in NFTs because they will take a cut. Um, so you know, again, if it's optional, I always say if it's optional, it's fine. But yeah. the problem being is when it becomes to the point where you jump into a game and you no longer feel like you can compete or play within that world without spending real world money. Like we see in ultimate Madden ultimate team or my team over on, on NBA 2k. That's when I have the issues. And I, I, again, I'm not sitting here from, from the high tower, the ivory tower, either I've spent money on my team. I've spent money on Madden before back in the day before Mm -hmm. I stopped playing it. So again, I've contributed, but I think that that's where that line has to be. And NFTs take it to a whole nother level because of the possibility of some really scummy practices coming into play when it comes to ownership, uh, when it comes to these transactions and what kind of marketplace you're going to have. Look, there's a whole, there's a whole criminal element out there as well. Just loving this NFT stuff. So Uh that's, you know, we just heard about that right in Grand Theft Auto, that there was people recruiting for gangs within Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. People, the, the the community for Grand Theft Auto is freaking huge. It's crazy. Yes. 
And there's all types there. And there's people living real world jobs in that game. Like, or, or pretending to live pretending, through, yes. you know, like the, I watched, I said this on RDX and people were laughing about it and saying, well, you didn't know that. Like, no, I was blown away. I saw this guy who was pretending to be a cop in GTA. Like right. he was pulling people over and like, he's running through the whole thing. Like he's calling it in, telling him he's got a black uh, sedan pulled over, gives the license plate, walks up to the door, you know, asks for a license. I couldn't believe that there's people out there like this in Grand Theft Auto Five right now in the online community, and and it, he's serious about it. Like it's it's a real job in the game. It's and, it's and you wonder nuts. why companies are so interested in the metaverse right now. Uh, you wonder why suck all those kind of. But about the right NFTs, I, I got a question to you uh, to ask you. But yeah, first, sure. I'm going to get uh, Smitty Smith uh, with the five dollar super chat says salute to Jay Fonz and Pong Soul. Thank you very much, brother. Appreciate salute, brother. you. Um. Now, what I wanted to ask you about uh, the NFTs is you said that you could see some good or whatever. There might be some good from it. What is that good? What, what do you feel that could be good about an NFT? This is hard because most people don't even understand what an NFT is, right? And I'm by no means an expert. I'm, I'm not, not an expert, I but I kind of know loosely no. what they are. Loosely. I, and I've, I've looked into and read up on blockchain, and I think blockchain, yeah. again, has the potential to be fantastic. It also has the potential to be very, very bad. So that's with anything, right? So with NFTs specifically, let's say we get to the point. And again, this is kumbaya stuff. This is a lot of looking into the future. But let's say we get to the point where xbox's or microsoft's version of the metaverse is a reality where all of your content is located in the same spot and you don't have to jump from console to console ecosystem ecosystem app to app whatever you don't have to jump to any of that you just are when you log in one place all of your entertainment content is there yeah. games movies tv the idea that a lot of people have pushed that i could own let's just say a piece of clothing in one game and have it move from game to game with me or, you know, something to that effect. Yeah. That is the potential for good because a lot of us, I don't know how you are Fonz, but customization of characters is a big deal to me. I do spend a lot of time in the yeah. customization. Oh, I train. love it. I, yeah. So I do like that stuff. I like having, you know, I do change out outfits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I we like that. playing Barbie too. Okay. So, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with this. So, so the idea that I could have my favorite stuff like that, let's say accessories that followed me from game to game. Again, that's kumbaya. There's a lot between here and that actually happening as we all know, because that's developer level stuff. That's a lot of different things happening, but let's say they get to the, they have the ability to finally implement something like that. That would be cool. Right. That that would be awesome that I, if that was an NFT, I think that would be all right. And again, as long as it remains optional. But I think there's a lot smarter people out there uh, who get paid a lot of money that could find something really, really valuable for the consumer as well as the businesses. A win win. Right now, they're throwing out a lot of words that don't mean a whole lot. And they want to try to convince us all that there's a win win. But I think somebody really smart, a game developer, or maybe even somebody outside the gaming yeah. uh, community could think of some way that NFTs could be used where it's a win win situation. And I think anytime oh, that happens, I'm for it, right? I think I, most people would be. Right? I, I don't so, think, yeah, I don't think there can be, especially when these are. They're predatory. They yeah. are. They just are. That's, and and th th this is just a, something that I see that these companies are looking ways to make a quick buck. Hey, we could sell off this, you know, uh, digital piece, th th this house in a game that we just built. Um, yeah. We could sell off this house, you know, for real world money. And, and, the, and the enticement is, hey, you own it and you can sell it off. You can do right. what you want with it. You own it. Right. And, and therein lies a problem where you can get scalpers even involved in the situation. Again, predatory yep. practices, I think, are never a good idea in video games or in any business, but especially in video games. I just, uh, there's too many kids um, that do have access or gain access to parents' wallets. Mm -hmm. yep. And also the, the, there's just 
a lot of people out there who will spend money on. And I know a lot of people say, who cares what people spend money on? Well, I do, especially if they're on something like this, which will cause them to continue to be brought into our game space. The more they're bought, the more people will push these items. And I, I just think that NFTs are, I don't see any good from them, man. I, I, okay. I just don't. I, I see, and I see this. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. So I, I know because I don't I see, I don't see like, you know, Hey, I can own this jacket. All right. I can yeah. pay real world money for this jacket in the game. That's my jacket. Who gives a shit? Pardon my language, but who cares? No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like that's my viewpoint from it. Like I, I, I don't see any redeeming value or any real satisfaction from knowing that, Hey, I could use the jacket in the game regardless, but if I own it, it's, it makes it somehow more special. It's still a digital piece that I cannot, that it's not tangible. I, I, I can't use it in real life. Like I, I don't care. I don't know. Maybe it's just my old age, but I just look at this stuff and I'm very negative on it. Franz, I totally hear you because I understand from my standpoint as well, being the older guy that I am, I get completely where you're coming from. What I'm trying to think about is crystal ball down the road, right? 10, 15, 20 years. As the younger generations get more and more digital, like that's their, that's, and, and we could talk about the societal impacts. We could talk about all that. Like there's huge ramifications here, right? And just life in general. But I'm saying that we are moving towards a digital age, whether we like it or not. What that means whether it's dystopian or whether it winds up being this beautiful place. Well, we got a lot that's going to happen between, you know, now and then that's going to determine that. But I'm just trying to think in the future that as these younger generations come up and become more, it's more normalized to own digital stuff than it yeah. is to own physical stuff. Then true. That's where, true. You know what I'm I guess, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. you know, in, in the end, it's the same thing with our digital games. You know, it's, but yeah, I know, I know, know, man, I know, I know, I get it, but I can't sell off my, my digital copy of a game, right? You know, this is, this is kind of being pushed uh, that that's, and that's really the push behind NFTs is that you can own this and do what you want with it. And I don't know how that's going to fare, especially in a world of scalpers. You know, I, I see a lot of great uh, chat in, you know, people are talking about this in the chat. Pragmatic Eagle has some great points. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere as well. Um, a lot of great points in there, guys. I, yeah, I, and for the most part, it seems that gamers really don't want this. That's what it would seem. I've only seen a, a, a few out there that give any kind of pushback, but it's very few. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, this was really supposed to be just a discussion on grand theft auto six guys but we don't know much about the game anyway and to be honest yeah. we do know nfts probably well, will be pushed in the game well just to throw just to throw let's say they did that Fonz. let's say they put nfts in grand theft auto six right yeah think about how bad it would be if you had like somebody with a lot of money that understands the gaming world that understands about what grand theft auto six means let's say they sold yeah. off property with nfts and this person with a lot of real world cash went in and gobbled up all the property and then sold it off yep, at premium yep. prices because it's a premium location within Grand Theft. Yeah. Yeah. As weird as that all sounds to a lot of us older gamers, oh, you can think about it as it, as it relates to real world stuff. It could right? happen, man. It could happen, man. It could yeah, happen. it could happen. Yep. Yeah. And, and again, what happens when they shut down all the servers eventually? Right. That, all that stuff is gone. Right. Again, it's something that is not tangible. It's not real life. No. You, you can't hold on to it. Not forever. And, you know, it's the same thing with our digital games. You know, you can't hold on to it forever. One day it'll, you know, poof, be gone. Um, yep. On to the next console. Or, you know, I don't know. Xbox has done a fabulous job with back compat. But I don't know how much of that is going to continue on in the future. You know, Sony's not really big on it. Um, Xbox has kind of stopped going back and, 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 you know, pushing like FPS boosts and stuff to their old games. So I I don't know how that's going to work out for us in the future as digital gamers as well. But you know what? I'm, I'm somebody who's kind of like, I I play the game at least once. Um, and that's, and I move on rarely ever do I go back and play again, unless it's a great 
fantastic game, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back and play it again. But usually I just play it once and move on. Right. Yeah. But it would still be nice to own it and know that it was going to be available in the future, even if you bought it digitally. Right? Yeah, but anyway, guys, Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming. Just, just letting you know. You can get all excited about that. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Sony buys Bungie, $3.6 billion. Now, before anybody says that this was in reaction to Microsoft getting Activision Blizzard, hold your horses. That's not what's going on. This isn't some knee-jerk reaction because these deals take time. These, right. they, they just do. And taking a closer look at this deal, Bungie retains total con- uh, creative freedom. They retain, they, they self-publish their games. All their games will still be self-published by Sony. And Pong, Bungie is stating that, again, every time they're asked about whether their games are going to stay multi-plat or go exclusive to Sony, they maintain over and over, no, we are staying multi-plat. Do you believe them, Pong? I do. Yeah. I'm skeptical, but I do believe them. I'm skeptical that that continues like way down the road, but initially up front, I do believe that. I do believe that they are being transparent. I do believe that that is the full intention. I think that's why they did the deal uh, with Sony. Um, you know, we have heard that they approached Microsoft um, and Microsoft wasn't willing to pay the price for it. Um, but I'm sure that was probably one of the things that they wanted uh, and Sony was willing to give it to them. So I think that that we've seen the history of Bungie, right? Every place that yep. they've kind of gone, they've left, right? That every place they've been a part of, they've eventually just either they've worn out their welcome or they've had different ideas and they want to get out, right? So that would make sense that that would be part of the negotiation. That Bungie yep. would say, look, if we're going to do this and we know we're going to get, you know, we're going to get a lot of money for us, but at the same time, we want that freedom. We want, we want to be able to do what we're going to do and continue to make the games and place them where we make or where we choose. Then that has to be a part of this contract. And so I think they definitely push That's it. Huge. Sony, Sony gave it. It is huge. It's, it, it's a big win for them. And obviously Sony feels like they're getting a big win too. Otherwise they wouldn't pay this kind of money. I think it's so, a win-win situation, but I do believe they overpaid just a bit. I, I, I personally do feel that 3.6 billion for basically one IP and a couple other games in the works is a lot of money, but, but I still say it was a smart move for Sony. Delilah HD says, uh, sure. They take their time. These deals, uh, pulling the trigger, but it, but this was timely. The announcement especially was timely. I, I agree with that. The announcement was very timely. They did this right after the Activision Blizzard, you know, announcement, uh, what, two weeks later? So it, it, it makes sense, you know. Um, they're just saying, hey, we're out here doing our thing too. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I feel like that, you know, Sony, this was a very smart move for them. Because Jez Corden of Windows Central, he he posted something that said that Bungie uh, actually came to Microsoft first. Microsoft didn't agree with the deal, and I think that's solely because they just didn't need what Bungie had the, uh, to offer. They simply did not need them, um, you know. Because if you're going to come to me and say, "Hey, how does three billion sound?" but we get to retain publishing rights. We get to put our games wherever we want them, and that's just that. I'd, I'd sit there and go, wait a minute. You have one IP out there. And <laughs> second, you know, we have great tech. We have id tech. We've got great FPSs over here. We've got first-person shooters for days. So Sony, on the other hand, they don't have first-person shooters like this. And what they've had, they've killed. Killzone's gone. They yep. need this type of they need more live service games which by the way they're working on 10 live service games at the moment and many of their studios right now are actually working on multiplayer games insomniac london studios sucker punch and and what i see for sony taking from this deal is the expertise from bungie and saying come over here and show us how to make good gunplay because their gunplay is unmatched in my opinion destiny's gunplay is just incredible so agreed They've got great expertise there, knowledge in first-person shooters. They can bring that to the table, help out their other studios as well. 
and bring to what their console really needs is which which is multiplayer games yeah well wh- wh- you got anything else yeah no i was just going to say everything you said was correct it, this is a multifaceted deal this isn't just straightforward hey yep. sony just wanted destiny right that that's not what it's about yes it does help them if they lose the call what you know if the activision blizzard deal goes through they're going to lose the call of duty marketing rights which is a huge portion of what they do so they went out and got destiny 2 they're going to have obviously it's their it's their company now it's bungees underneath them so they're going to have destiny 2 they're going to be able to plop that into spartacus whatever that is it's going to be a great selling point because they like you said fonz right now they don't have a lot of multiplayer games that are going to keep people engaged and yeah. we know if they're going to try the subscription service model they need that right they need a lot of that the one and dones aren't are great but they aren't what's going to keep people uh going coming back each and every single month you need those type of games destiny will definitely do that for them and i'm assuming because we know bungie's history that their new ip will as well but so that's one piece of it but the other piece of it like you said Fonz, is what they're going to be able to teach the other studios jim ryan talked about that in his interview specifically that they could go out jim said i'm willing to go ahead and spend the money to learn how to do these types of games right but yeah we have the opportunity to go get somebody like Bungie who can come in and teach us exactly what we need to know. They've already tried and failed and had success. So they can come in and teach us and kind of give us a shortcut because they're behind in that. Xbox is leading the way. They're behind. Yeah. So they got to yeah. make up some time, right? And Bungie's going to help them do that. So that's a big piece of this puzzle as well. On top of TVs, movies, being able to turn uh, Destiny into a franchise across all entertainment, Sony's got all that in-house already. They're ready to rock and roll with that stuff. That's exactly what they're going to do. So they're going to they're going to get their money it's back smart. eventually. It's a smart yes, move. It, it really is. Just yep. I think they overpaid just a bit. Just it's a bit. bit. Seller's market right now. Seller's market right now. We got Oh yeah, it, re- it really is. That's why <laughs> yeah. you know, back in the day when we were looking at like WB possibly selling for 4 yeah. billion or something, yeah. we all thought that, that's crazy high. And then you look at what <laughs> Microsoft did with Activision Blizzard at almost 70 billion. And yep. I'm like Wow, that's peanuts compared to this. Yes. I, I, look, I'm still blown away by the Activision Blizzard deal, man. Yeah. Like, seriously. How can, you not, be? How can it, you not be? It's something that I would have never thought. I would have never guessed. And nobody would. All the insiders out there at Xbox, here at Xbox, you know, the, the, the influencers and stuff, the content creators, none of them knew about this. None of them. Oh, and no. when it happened, like I was shocked. I woke up and I, I saw the, the, the news on Twitter and it was from the Xbox account, the official account. And I yep. still didn't want to believe it. I was like, what? I was looking for all the check marks. I was like, is this fake? Come on, man. Yeah. This has got to be fake. And then I was like, <laughs> it's not April 1st. So it's real. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, yep. It, it really blows me uh, away. And uh, speaking of that, by the way, Pong, uh, Satya Nadella says that he's confident that the Federal Trade Commission will not block the Activision Blizzard deal. Yeah. So he's pretty confident in that. So if anybody out there is like saying, ah, this could get blocked or whatever, I wouldn't. If the, if the CEO of Microsoft is saying that he's confident here, I, I would just... You know, I, I wouldn't it's, worry about it. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of grandstanding from the politicians yeah. going on. But at the end of the day, there's no way. You know, I mean, there's always a way, but I, I never say never. But it, it, there's, it's near impossible to see any which way they're going to be able to argue uh, against this and say that the, this industry is too big. Too many people are making all these moves. Again, all these moves, like Sony buying Bungie, just helps Microsoft's case right? That, that just yep. helps it. If they announce Spartacus, that helps it, right? Because now they can say, this is what we're competing. We're uh, competing. These guys are coming. So boy, that, does, that's, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, boy, does Spartacus need help? Like <laughs> I look, look, let's touch on Spartacus a bit. I wasn't going to get into this, but you know what? I haven't talked with you on most of this stuff. Spartacus, of course, this is Sony's answer to game pass. The, they kind of say it's not, but it really is the end of the day this is their game pass but so far all i've heard is that they're going to have old games on it like ps5 games are coming soon even what's going on with spartacus man like what are your thoughts on this Look, it, they've got an uphill battle 
because they can't compete one for one with Game Pass. Okay, so it's never going to be that because they can't do it. They just don't have the content. They don't have the first party studios. They don't have the third party deals. However, however, that being said, Sony can still create value. And they do have one thing, Fonz. They do still have the mind share of a large, large audience. And all they have to do is convince that audience. I think they just announced uh, the, uh, yesterday or the day before 48 million uh, PS Plus now subscribers. Yeah. All they have to do is convert those over at a 75 to 80% clip. And you are already talking about Game Pass numbers, right? So they can build a base very quickly. Now, what do they do with that base? With what? Again, you, what, right. what, what are they going to entice right. these people to move over to Spartacus with? Because they're going to have exactly. to entice them and uh, saying, hey, we got old games. Yeah. You know, that's no, not going to do not it. Gonna be, it's not going to be it's good. It's not going to do it. They're working behind the scenes, Fonz. We know my oh, Sony smart money bags are being That's why they got Bungie. Off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're bar they, they're they're dropping off bags. They're gonna have Destiny to be able to drop into Spartacus right away. They're probably cutting That's deals with Square. Yeah. They're probably cutting deals with Square Enix to get yep. fi Final Fantasy games in there. They're for going spoken to do as what well. they do. Probably for spoken. Yeah. For spoken. And who knows? I still don't believe they do every game day and date, but Phil came out and said he does believe that they will. Hmm. And so uh, he probably has some more knowledge behind it. I think that certain uh, first party titles will drop in there, but again, they're still going to have to fill that up. So third parties, but then they could also, they could also sweeten the pot, right? They could also offer more than just gaming. They could offer movies. True. They can offer music. They could offer, they've got the animation on lockdown. They're basically a monopoly on animation. So they could offer those things in there as well. It's going to be very interesting. Because yeah, like we said, Fonz, keeping people subscribed is the hard part, right? You yeah, don't want those people dropping but, in and dropping out, right? That's not what you want. You don't want those people, oh, new new Sony banger is coming out, so I got to go uh, re-sign up for uh, Spartacus today, and then 30 days later after they finish the game, they drop out again, right? That's not what you're looking for. So they, Sony knows this. So I'm interested. It, we, we've been hearing a lot of hearsay right now. I'm interested in price points, number one. And if they're going to do this tiered system, how they're going to price it, because yep. if they overprice it, it's not going to matter what they put in there, right? It, it, it's not. It, they, if they come out at $20, $25 a month, <laughs> good luck. You're, you're yeah. not going to have that conversion rate. Yeah, so it, it, that's where I'm interested. Yeah. And I, I, what is the anime thing that they own? Uh, the animation? Funimation. Fun. Funimation. Uh, Crunchyroll. 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 Crunchyroll yep. Crunchy yep. is not going to bring the numbers to their version of Game Pass. Gamers are going to want games. It's right? going to be a collective effort. It's going to be a collective effort. Yes, there, there is a collective effort there. It, it, they've got to have the multi-plat deals in place, which I'm sure they will. They're, they're going to have those deals. Uh, but they're going to need to do day and date, man. Yeah. At, at some yeah. point, they're going to need to do day and date. If they want to pull the type of numbers that Game Pass is pulling... That's what they're going to have to do. And at this point, I'm not even really hearing anything about PS5 games um, at, at all. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a coming soon type thing that I've seen floating around. Um, yeah, they, they're going to need that help. And I think that's why they picked up Bungie. Um, that's why their studios are making multiplayer uh, multi games. Um, I think they're doing all this in preparation because... They have to have variety there. That's the key. That's the key to, that's what makes Game Pass so successful. Variety. So they need that so bad. Splendiferous with the $2 says, so are you saying no leaks at Xbox, Fonz? How about that? Now, you know what? There was no leak for this Activision Blizzard deal whatsoever. Delilah HD is laughing in chat, just saying, these guys don't know everything. These, you know, and she's right. She's right. They don't. It's all opinion, speculation. That's yeah, there's doing. a lot of speculation out there with a lot of the content creators, but some of them yeah. do find out things. I, I know that for sure because sure, I've seen things behind the scenes yeah. as well, but it's not very big stuff. It's no, not, it's well, definitely well, I mean, not Activision look, Blizzard big. No, but Tim Dog knew something was going down, right? Because he knew they were working over the holidays and they never work over the holidays. So he had mentioned it a couple times in RDX, like mm. something's going on. Like he had no clue because the ND, I can't imagine what the NDAs were like. I can't imagine, right? Something that big. But again, there was signs that something was happening because they never work over the holidays, but they were all there uh, in uh, yeah. at the uh, corporate office. So interesting. Yeah, I really like what Delilah says here. If they don't do yeah. day and date, then how is it really different from what they already offer? It, it, it's true. Correct. It, it, Correct. You're 100% right. They, 
The only thing I would say is maybe that they put more multi-plat games in there. I, I don't know. But the thing yeah. is they need to do something and, and they need to do day and date, especially. I, I feel that way anyway. A lot of yeah. people will argue with me, especially Sony guys, but I, I consider myself a lover of Sony games. I, I love their exclusives. I would love to have them there day and date because I'm tired of paying, you know, 60 bucks for them. now 70, 70 and I won't even pay bucks. 70. Yeah. I, I, I just purchased a physical copy of horizon forbidden West because I will do the free upgrade. The last free upgrade they're doing um, with that game, because I will not buy a game for $70. It's not a, a, against Sony per se. It's against all the industry. I just won't pay 70 bucks. That's why I love game pass so much because I, you know, Correct. if Xbox does, charge more for their games. Hey, I've got game pass. I can play, yep. play the games there. So, uh, yeah. Um, another subject I wanted to touch on real quick is the, uh, major league baseball, t- uh, 2022 is back on game pass. And, uh, yep. this is the second year in a row pong. Um, Sony, a Sony made game is seemingly becoming a staple here for game pass, <laughs> which, which, which is insane. But this just tells me one thing, or two things, really. Yep. One, they like the money, okay? The, right. the deal must be good. And two, yep. the engagement. The engagement yep. must be really good as well. What say you on this? Yeah. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Obviously, we heard uh, last year when it happened that they had seen the, the biggest rise in sales and engagement that they ever had for MLB. So we all know the magic of Game Pass. We know that oh, yeah. Phil has wanted a baseball game for a very long time. Finally, you know, big business meets big business, right? MLB steps in finally and says, look, we got a whole audience that we're not even getting to. This is our product. This is what was or is called the national pastime. And we're not even advertising it to this whole group of people and letting them play our game. Sony, let them play our game, right? So they Mm -hmm. stepped in, made this happen. And you know, Phil's been waiting for a long time. He's not going to let that go. So I can guarantee you that this is a long-term deal to make sure that the show keeps coming back year after year into Game Pass. And like you said, Fonz, at the end of the day, even if initially Sony might have been a little bit like, oh, really? At the end of the day, they're going to love that money. And they're going to love what that does for them as well. The more people playing those types of games, sports games, we know how important that is. You got to have those people playing those games. It just it's better for everybody. So guaranteed, Sony's happy with the numbers. Uh, So yeah, no, this wasn't a shock to me. Uh, I love seeing it. It, It's it's great. It's another benefit of having a Game Pass service like this that does enable Phil and his team to make moves like this uh, to get those types of games and secure them. So, yeah, well, and I'm not saying this out of fanboy rhetoric no. or anything. I, no. I, I, I'm, I'm saying this because, you know, I'll put up a tweet sometime, uh, sometimes about uh, uh, Game Pass and say how much I love Game Pass because I do. And I'll get Sony guys coming in there and attacking me sort of about this yep. and saying, yep. you know, stuff like yeah, the developers don't get paid enough or I, I support my developers on Sony. I pay $70. <laughs> it's like, no, you're supporting, you're supporting Sony by paying that extra Sony tax. Okay. But the funny part about this is this Sony made game is going to yep. game pass for a second year and yep. they're good with it. So it just makes them look even dumber at the end of the day. And Fonz, they're I'm holding sorry. on to the old ways. They're yeah. holding on to the old ways, Fonz. They don't want to let go. They want a boutique style shop for Sony. They don't want to understand that Sony is no longer looking at that. They no longer want to be the next Nintendo. They want to be yep. what Xbox is going for, which is two to three billion people. That means complete change in philosophy. No matter how much you hate it, that's what's yep. going to happen. So. Yeah, I personally just look at this situation like when people argue with me about Game Pass, about Sony and Spartacus going day and date and how bad it would be for them and stuff. And I'm like, hold up. You know, <laughs> why do you care about Sony's wallet so much? Do you not care about your own wallet? Because for me, that's what I'm thinking about with Game Pass. I'm not thinking about Microsoft. I'm not saying, you know, thank goodness Microsoft is making money off this no i'm thinking thank goodness my wallet i'm saving money in my own wallet that's that's what i think that's how i that's think the wisdom that's wisdom fonts from us being older that's wisdom now a lot of these guys let their ego speak they like yeah. to 
say that they're caring about Sony and caring about the devs and caring about the quality of games and caring about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's just ego. They feel like they have something. They've built up this idea that owning a PlayStation, purchasing their games at full price of $70 somehow makes them more prestigious, makes them on a higher plane than people who play over an Xbox mm -hmm. and use Game Pass, right? That That's what it comes down to. And they latch onto it and they're going to protect it at all costs. So they lash out at people telling them, oh no, it's the devs. We care about the devs. We care about Sony. The quality of games are going to go down. Mm -hmm. This is bad for the industry. The industry is going to crash and burn. Microsoft's going to be a monopoly. All that stuff, all that nonsense that they do is just to protect their own egos because yeah. they've wrapped themselves up in this plastic true. Uh, box. That's that's all it is, man. That's all it is. True. Hargeet with the five says, ponies will continue. I hate that word. Anyway, anyway. Well, 100% say subs are awesome when sony puts games day and date in spartacus and that will happen 100 percent, hargeet 100 percent. that that is going to happen at some point they will do day and date when they do they are going to pre be praising it the people that were so against it are going to be praising it because honestly I, I, you may not know this pong but i've talked about this on rdx before um especially when we started in 2017 i was against game pass at first yeah I did not, I, I, because I looked at it as, as something, because back then I was more physical. Uh, I, I liked sure. the physical discs. Yep. Absolutely. And then I, yep. then I kind of found out that you can game share and, you know, I could save money. Yep. I didn't have to buy two copies for me and my kid. It, it was a great thing. So then, uh, then I saw the, uh, the value there. And then I saw the value in Game Pass and I turned out to love it. Like, so of course there's going to be pushback from some people initially, especially if you never try it. But right. I'm telling right. you, like, it's such a good thing. I, I don't know anybody out there that should uh, look at this situation uh, not from a consumer standpoint. And that's how I look at it, a consumer standpoint. And, and, and people forget people either being intellectually dishonest or whatever the case may be, but they always avoid the fact that this is an option. You are not forced into using this service. You want to buy your games, yeah. continue to buy your games, period. You don't have to get Game Pass. You don't have to get Spartacus. Go buy all the games. Oh, you yeah. Want. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's an option. Period. Yeah. You know what? People, you know, will use the term renting a game as, as you know, kind of like a slur or something. Like, it's a bad thing. What? You guys are renting right. games over there. You know, you get the thing all the time. You, you yeah. Xbox guys are broke. You're just renting games. Look, I, I, I'll admit. I'm cheap. I'm yep. cheap. I don't care. Like, I, call me cheap. Call me whatever you will. Call me broke. I don't care. I will spend my money how I want to spend my money. And if you want to pay for a $70 game, go right ahead. But if I can get it day and date in a Game Pass-like service over on Sony's console, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it day one. Like, it, I'm there. And, and that's the thing is I, I think people are going to look to Spartacus and think, Okay, what's the value in it for me? Uh, oh, no day and day? Well, what am I paying for? PS4 games? PS3? Possibly PS2 and PS1 games? No thanks. Right. I, I just don't see the value there at all if they don't do day and date. Don't see it. Really don't. I agree. I agree. They have to do something. Like I said, I just don't know if it's going to be one for one. But again, Phil, Phil was very confident what he said. Probably knowing that Activision Blizzard deal is going to go through. And it might force them to actually speed up what they're going to do. Because I think originally Spartacus was going to be a rebranding in a combination of PS Plus, PS Now, with a yeah. couple of little extra bells and whistles. And they were going to try to slowly move in that direction. But I think all of that has, uh, all that game plan, that roadmap mm -hmm. has been really, really sped up to the point where that they might have to put a game you know, at least a couple of PS5 games day and date in there from time to time to make this work or all of them or all of them. Just do it. Yeah. Just go full bore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a fantastic show. Our hour is up here, sir. Uh, if you would let everybody know where they can find you. And uh, this may take an hour guys, because he's <laughs> on so many podcasts. We touched on it in the beginning, but I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> hold on to your seat for his outro because it's going to be a while. Ah, oh, my famous outro. I will try to condense it a little bit uh, out of respect for you, Fonz. Uh, that's fine. Look, that's fine. This was fantastic, Fonz. Uh, thank you again, sir, for the invite. Again, honor and privilege to be here with you. Love what you do. Uh, all your content is just awesome, man. And you're just a, a great member of this community. So thank you for having me on chat. You. 
all you look everybody that i know in there everybody that's new to me love you all come check out my content if you like what what i'm putting down please uh you know again i'd love to see you more uh but i just love this community and the support that everybody brings Same. like i said i started out in that chat and that's where i began so i know what it's like and i absolutely appreciate every single one of you thank you thank you uh, as always. Uh, but otherwise, you can find me Pong Soul on Xbox. You can find me Pong Soul on Twitter. You will see me post about this stuff, uh, you know, that's coming up. But otherwise, Tuesdays, I start out on Xbox Factor Podcast, Double Barrel Gaming, Mr. Boomstick's channel, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time, all good things Xbox. Again, Mr. Boomstick, another awesome dude in this community. Please come check that out if you don't already. And then Thursdays, it's PM in the PM, Pong and Mav in the PM. That's Fun Speculations Channel, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, two-man show. Sometimes we have guests. We had Colt on a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was an awesome time. Uh, but mostly it's just uh, me and Mav uh, sitting down and chatting about one, two, maybe three topics for a couple hours, deep diving them. Come check us out there. Friday night's Xbox Ultimate, also on Fun Speculations channel, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. We got the great eight over there. Bonds, you've joined us before. Uh, yeah, it gets, yeah. uh, it's, it's awesome. We just, you never know where we're going to go. It goes left real quick on Xbox Ultimate. So come have a good time. Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Saturday mornings, living split screen. That is myself and my brother from another, Steel Rain. Buckle up Saturday mornings. Put us on in the background. You're going to get three plus hours of him and I just talking about the entire industry. We went four hours this, uh, yesterday. So please come check us out. We're going to wake you up with the energy that you need. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Living split screen. Split screen is all one word. Come see us. We're building. We're on mission 1K for this year. So we want to hit 1K. We're at about, uh, we're coming up on 500 right now. So please come see us. Saturday nights, the Shop Podcast, <laughs> PTK Blam. Uh, so come check out Blam's channel. The Shop Podcast is awesome. Like I said, we just had Delilah HD on last night. Amazing show. So please mm. go listen to that if you haven't. Uh, that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. There you go. Otherwise, it is the golden age of gaming, people. If you don't oh, understand that, please, please. It's the best time to be a gamer ever. It really is. It really is. Play what you love and love what you play and don't let anybody take any hype, energy, happiness away from you ever about this stuff. This is gaming. This is a great hobby. Yeah. Enjoy it. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Yeah, and with that, hit the like button, guys, on your way out, please. It helps out immensely. You just you just don't know. Please hit that like button. Uh, thank you all for being here today. And until next time, game on.